The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. You just got Daryl and Knight. I'm holding it down on a solo tip. Hey, guys, there's a whole lot going on in this world of sports. The New England Patriots play tonight. They play the Rex Ryan Buffalo Bills, and we'll see if they can come out of this game still undefeated. But one team that we know is still undefeated, the six foot seven Cam Newton, the guy that runs like Eric Dickinson and built like Julius Peppers, is still he still has his team undefeated. Cam Newton, man, we tip our hat to you. You are the man. You're doing your thing. Man, this guy's just really, really doing his thing. You know, um, Cam threw for two forty six yesterday, but that's not all. That's not all he did. Cam Newton threw five touchdowns, uh, guys, to five different receivers. And I, I promise you, if I told you their names, you wouldn't be. You wouldn't. You, you still wouldn't know them because this guy really, literally, has no weapons on this team. But at the same tip, he's nine and zero. Oh undefeated, and he's in the conversation of the league MVP. Wow. Hey, but we got a call on the line already, and we love it. Hey, uh, Matt, who do we have on the line? We got Robbie on the line, Matt. What's going on, Dan? How are you? How's everything? Hey, everything is going very well, Robbie. I mean, life is beautiful. Uh, I can't complain about anything. We got a little chilly weather up here in North Florida today. We started out at about 44 degrees, and I don't think we got any higher than 50. But on the, on the <laughs> sports tip, on the sports tip, Robbie, um, I saw where your boy James Winston yesterday looked mm-hmm. like one of my favorite players in the NFL. I mean, this guy looked like one of my favorite players in the league yesterday. And I know how much you, you, you admire this guy, Jameis Winston, but he, he, he's beginning to remind me a little bit of Cam Newton. Maybe not on the running tip, but he's big, he's physical, he stands he, in the pocket, and he can do some things, man. He's that pocket passer, you know? Yeah. He ain't going to do, no, do no whole lot of running. Nah. But when he but when he lowers his shoulder and he decides to take off running, he's a very smart runner with the ball. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 But listen, man, I'm 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 real confident. I mean, I'm not comfortable yet. I'm real confident though. I mean, watching the game yesterday, I was I was confident, but uh, I wasn't comfortable with the lead, man. I like the way they kept their foot on the gas. You know what I mean? And finished them off. You know, I mean, they they. It was fun watching the start, but I really wanted to see them finish, man, and they did that. 
you know? Uh, you're right. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, I, it's on, so it's on to the coach, you know what I mean? We, I, I'm not going to do a whole bunch of bragging. I ain't going to bore you with the details and none of that either because you already know them. I mean, um, but uh, I will throw one at Let me ask you this, man. How many 100-yard rushers do you think the Buccaneers have surrendered this year? Oh, you know. Uh, yeah. The answer we, is one. The answer we, is one. That dude in Houston, and that's it. Okay? We're getting a little bit better, man. We've tightened up the secondary. Things going to get a little a, a, a little better in Tampa, man. I'm telling you. And um, and what's making that job a little easier is we're getting a little bit of a pass rush, man. So, um, I don't know, man. I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic about it. I think we can beat the Colts. Half I think we can beat the Colts. Half the back is a whole other uh, – He's a vet, man. He's going to be somebody to beat. Eagles are a bad team, man. He ain't going to brag about beating them. You know what I mean? Eagles are a pretty bad team. And with that being said, we did what we were supposed to. So, you know, it's on to the coach, like I said. Well, that's for sure. And and let me ask you a question because, you know, I, I like I like to jump to conclusions. Let's go ahead and jump to some things. Is this a playoff team we're looking at? Possibly. I mean, the guy that you were talking about with your intro, man, is uh, we got to tip our hat to him right now. But we got them last game of the season. You know, uh, we got. I mean, we can only worry about one game at a time. That is the last game of the season. They may be resting players or something like that for uh, for the last game of the season. But I mean, maybe not if we're making a push to uh, for a wild card spot. You know, so we'll wait and see, man. We'll wait and see. Hey, you know, you got to be really, really proud of this team, man, that's been dwelling in the cellar for for some years now. To be 500 at this point in the season, I think you're in a, you're, you and you and you really have a lot of upward mo, mo, um, momentum. I mean, it's this team is playing on a up. high le- at a high level, and we're it's seeing up, some man. of that old Lovey Smith defense. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, sir. I mean, you know what I'm saying, man. I done said it to you uh, a couple times over here before, man. I ride my team when they high, and I carry them when they low. And right now, we riding, bro. You know, we and riding. it's almost, I'm getting a little feeling, Robbie. It's almost like you don't even want to want to jump out there and talk about them and bang your chest too hard. You almost no, no need just for that. ride no this out, that. you know? The place keeps The place okay. keeps for itself. There's no need for that. Okay. Okay, I, uh, I feel you Listen, man, Jameis Winston with a clean pocket equals people being in trouble, man. I mean, I mean, I mean, if your eyes don't tell you that, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. If that man got a clean pocket to throw from, somebody is in trouble. And I tell you about Winston, man, and um, and he had the same. He did the same thing in college. He spreads the ball around. I mean, oh he, man, he messed up my fantasy team so bad yesterday. I had uh, I had Mike Evans and I had this Jackson. All right, but he spread the brown ball around so much. I mean, he throw the ball to anything he see. Anybody, exactly. anybody, anything yeah. that's open. You know, yeah, I'm, I need Mike Evans to get some yards. He got me a touchdown, but I mean, he didn't get a whole lot of yards because James was spreading the ball around like, uh, yesterday, man. You know, so I learned that messed up my fan duel, but it was all good. We won, man. Happy for that. This, this guy, he, he he threw the ball to six different receivers yesterday, man. You know, yeah. it should have been six touchdowns, man. I mean, although it was a flag on that one where the, the the guy dropped it, Humphreys dropped that one, that went right through his hands. He really should have caught that. But at the same time, if he did, it was a flag on the play, and they would have called it back. So, you know. Yeah. Hey, but you got to be impressed with this score, too, man. 45-17, I don't care who you're playing in the NFL. 
that's impressive. Yeah. You know, yeah. that, that, that's very impressive. You know, we, we got to – and, sure. and it, this guy, Chip Kelly, I've said this a while about him. I really think Chip Kelly came to the NFL to to do his sentencing, basically. He was sentenced. He got two years um, probation from the NCAA. So he's just in, college, in, in the NFL doing his two years' time, and he'll be back in college football somewhere. You think so? Some team will have him back in college football probably at the end of the season. It's not going to surprise me if if he leaves this year. Um, it's definitely going to surprise me if he stays after three years. It's, you know, if he if he leaves this year after two years, it's not going to surprise me. But if he man, stays, the division they're in is so garbage, man. It's, it's, you know what anything can happen with that, man. The Cowboys are three or seven. I honestly thought we knocked them off the stage last week, but obviously not. Uh, uh, I mean, the Cowboys is like the top story on NFL uh, on ESPN in the afternoon, man. They three and seven. Tony Romo's undefeated. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> he's three and zero. Oh. Do you really think they're gonna win the rest of their games? That's because that's what they have to do, man. They need to win the rest of their games, and they need help. Do you really think they're gonna win the rest of their games? I don't think so. I think uh, Cam Newton runs through them. No, Cam Newton runs through them Thanksgiving Day. I hope Cam Newton runs through them on Thanksgiving. I think he will, day, man. man. I mean, if, I, any loss that they have is good for us, but, I mean, I think he's going to run through them boys, man. And I really think Dallas needs um, more than a short week. I think Carolina can can prepare better on a short week than Dallas can. And Tony Romo, he's probably feeling like crap right about now, man. You know, his first game back in, in mm-hmm. what, seven weeks? Come on. You know? You got to talk about that Thursday afternoon. Not Thursday yeah. night. Right. Thursday afternoon. And, 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 hey, we all look forward to the Cowboys playing on um, on Thanksgiving Day, and we all look forward to seeing Detroit playing on Thanksgiving Day. You know those two teams are going to be going at it. now, And I can almost guarantee I think this Cowboy, Cowboy game is going to be better than the um, than, than Detroit because it seems like Definitely. the Cowboys, you know, America's team, they're playing for something. Romo has to win out. Hey, I think mm-hmm. I, you let the Eagles. You let the Eagles lose uh, 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 Thanksgiving Day too, man. It's gonna, that's going to be all over the news too. So we can wait for our little exposure, man. They talked about us a little bit because we did something. But um, I mean, you got to give them people something to talk about if you want to see your team on TV. No, I got sure. to understand that. That's for sure. Hey, Robert, yeah. thanks for calling. Don't be a stranger. We'll talk next week about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the New England Patriots, and Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, Jacksonville Jaguars. Whatever comes to your mind, brother. We're here for you at Sports Info. Yeah, Radio. man, I like the way you judge look Thursday night, too, man. I like that, man. <laughs> Come on, man. We'll play in Tennessee. <laughs> You know, like you were talking about with Philadelphia. That's nobody to brag on on a victory. You know, we're playing Tennessee, man. I turned the TV on. I said, what the mustard is going on here, man? (laughs) 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 Thanks for having me, man. Hey, it's always our pleasure, Robbie. Don't be a stranger. Call us again. For sure. Thanks. Hey, Matt, we got got Mr. Matthews on the line still? All right. Uh, Joe, uh, Joe, what's going on? Hey, you got it, man. What's happening? Hey, loving this life I have, man. It's, it's a beautiful thing. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, we got a little is. chilly weather here in, in, in northern Florida today. but um, I know. I, 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 know. I, I, I love that, too. You know? You do? Yeah. <laughs> I, a, you know, I, I'd much rather it be in the 90s, trust me, than in the 40s. 
but um, I'll, I'll take it, you know, because I, yeah, I look okay. at what's going on in other parts of the world, and I see people right. snow and all other things. But hey, Joe, we're not here uh, to give you a Doppler report. We we want to know what's going on in your mind and the sports world. Well, uh, I got I got two things basically. Uh, I just want to comment on your big win, uh, University of Miami's uh, big win over the weekend against Thank Georgia you. Tech. And, uh, and, and, uh, I think that will, uh, take you guys to, um, to the playoffs, right? To, uh, get you guys in the bowl game. Yeah, well, we're definitely going to be, uh, we're in a bowl game. I don't know where we're going to yeah. go. Um, and more than likely somewhere here in Florida. Yeah. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good because that'll, that'll help the program. And, uh, and I was kind of surprised to see you at church. I don't know. Uh, was that game at home or was it away? Oh, that game was at home. Yeah. Oh, okay. The Georgia, the Georgia Tech game was at home. Yeah. yeah did you go down, uh, or or did you um, you just um, listen to it or watch it on TV or whatever the case might be? You know, um, actually, I went down to the Florida Classic. Uh, my wife and oh. I we had been down to the Florida Classic in many years oh, okay. to see. Um, Two uh, traditionally black colleges played. Bethune Cookman played FAMU. Um, yeah, Bethune Cookman that won. And, yeah. and one, once upon a time, when I was a high school football coach, I sent some kids to Bethune Cookman, so I'm a little partial to Bethune. Right. Yeah. And the stadium is not too far from where I live at, so I go down there and see them play every once in a while. So, right. um, but yeah, that's that was our plans this year. We met some friends that came from a. From all parts of the country for that classic, and uh, we skipped the UM game to go to the Florida Classic this year. And right. So that, that, but I still got my football fix in, but I, I yeah, didn't get I that you. UM football fix in. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. And, and I did listen to the game. I walked around with a plug in my ear the whole time right. I was there, oh. checking okay. it out, and um, and and I, 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 a lot of my friends they 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 get they always. Uh, give me a hard time per se, saying that um, Daryl, you know, no matter how bad the hurricanes are, you still down here. You still going still to the game? There. I bet you're going down there, and I still do. Uh, yeah, I, I, you we, have to. You have to I, support. You have to support your. Uh, you have to support your alma mater. Definitely. Definitely. I, I, I do for sure. Uh, yeah, and the other thing I was reading in the paper, uh, one of your former uh, players down there. Clinton Portis is uh, is having a little uh, financial situation, filing some bankruptcy. Yeah, I've I've, I've read that. You know, uh, you know, Clinton is not alone in that in that. Um, yeah, I know. I I well, see there was uh, a lot of guys caught up in that uh, that bingo casino thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I can't, Clinton got caught up in some real estate deals that uh yeah. that, that didn't yeah. do so well for him. You know, right. but um, yeah. for those for everyone that you hear um, that are having financial problems, there are many other guys that we don't talk about that are doing very well financially. I know. You know, um, I know. I'll, I'll yeah. give you another example: a, a running back, uh, Edwin James. You know, yeah. Uh, okay. Ed, Ed, Edge is uh, is still still holding on to millions and coming from a little town like um, like Bell Glaze, Florida. You know, he's right. still 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 has money. You know what I mean, right. but at at the same time, we 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 know guys that uh, have have had to deal with hardship and uh, financial hardships. 
but like I said, we see we still see a lot of guys that are that are very rich and um, and, yeah. and very yeah. successful. Yeah, uh, Leon Searcy is a name that comes to mind. Has had a lot of financial hardships in his mm-hmm. in his times, but um, um, at the same time, Santana Moss is a rich man. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. we we take we take the good and the bad, and we pray for them all, and we hope that they yeah, all exactly. can. Um, come around because they're still young guys. You know what I mean? Clinton right. Portis yeah. is a young man and he still has a lot of value. Even though he doesn't mm-hmm. play the game anymore, he has oh, a, yeah. lot he's got a lot of value. a lot to offer. Um, Most and maybe, maybe he just has to um, find out. My mom used to always tell me, she says, Daryl, do not covet thy neighbor and Daryl, live within your means. Exactly. <laughs> and, I, and, and I tell you, man, if I, if I can't do nothing else, I, I don't care what other people have. What they have is theirs. What I have is mine. Right. I cover yes. my neighbor. And I'm going to always try to make my $10 worth $10. You know what I mean? Right. I'm not going to try to make my $10 worth 12 when they're only 10. Right. So, yeah. Yep. So, hey, yeah. uh, Ms. Matthews, you don't yes, be a stranger. You give us a call anytime. And the Mainland High School will be playing this week at the stadium in the third round of the playoffs. Right. So, hey, yes. I, I think I'll be down there on on, uh, on Friday night at 7. And okay. um, see a little high school football. And um, one of the best teams in the state of Florida. And Mainland is playing Miami Carroll City. Miami Carroll oh, wow. City is coming up uh-huh. here from Miami, Florida to Daytona Beach. And we're going to be seeing um, a really good high school football game Friday night. Yes. So if you've got time, make it, make it over there to Daytona to the uh, Municipal Stadium in Ormond Beach. And trust me, I think you're going to be in for a really good game. And what's so good about yes. this is it's a big, it's a big stadium that, college, play, that uh-huh. college teams play in, so it's not going to be so crowded where you can't move around, you can't find a parking place. It's going to be right. plenty of room, plenty of parking, and plenty of good high school football. So good I want to see you out there. Yeah. Yep. That sounds good. That yep. sounds good. Well, Daryl, thank you for uh, having me on, and uh, you and uh, Monica have a uh, have a happy Thanksgiving. Hey, and you do the same, all right? And I'll, I'll, be, sure I'll be seeing you for sure. Yes, you will. You hey, will. All right, don't be a stranger. Call the Sports Info I- you and Radio Show on the Voice of America anytime. Yes, I sure will, and thank all you. Right. Thank you. Okay, hey, guys. Hey, hey, Ms. Matthews, thank you for calling, and thank you, Robbie, for calling us, giving us a Tampa Bay update. But, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back after these messages. Your internet flagship station for sports... America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. 
check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel, the boys will talk predators, challenging the top of the food chain, and they'll dish the latest hunting tips and top gear for pursuing coyotes, wolves, bobcats, and mountain lions, with World Coyote Calling Champ Jeff Nimnick, Remington Country's Dan Harrison, and Fox Pro Fur Takers Abner Druckenmiller. And it's presented to you by Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. We have Roland Villa on the line giving us a NASCAR report from Daytona Beach, Florida. Roland, what's going on? I can't take it anymore. I can't take. Oh, I'm so glad it's over. <laughs> ah. I'm so hey. glad it's over. <laughs> hey, I tell you what. Uh, I you know they say that NASCAR is a redneck soap opera, and if that wasn't a primetime soap opera last night, I don't know what was. I mean, they did everything possible to uh, to really dramatize things that were going on. In all fairness, though, there were some stories that were second to none with a Final Four that were running. When you looked at Kurt Busch, it has to be the biggest comeback in all of sports to miss virtually one-third of the season, win four out of five, get into the playoffs, and then charge to the front and take your first championship. That that was just awesome. Of course, the big story all week long was going here. He was going for five. You know, it was the drive for five, and it would have been very dramatic and perhaps controversial had he won. Uh, they would have thought that maybe it was manufacturing. And then Kevin Harvick defending his championship. I've got more to say about him. And Martin Truex being an independent. I mean, what more story could you want, Daryl? I mean, it was just really a really good race besides just the championship part. It was a great, great race. It was a great race, uh, Roland, but I, I still see, you know, when we look at Carl Edwards, you know, uh, what's, what's the deal with Carl Edwards? Is he, is he still one of the hated guys in racing, or has he improved himself to a, a, a good guy in racing now? And I see he, he ended up at, in, at the fifth spot. That's not a bad place yeah, to be. but he wasn't in the final four. He ended up in the fifth place of uh, – of the racing and the Joe Gibbs number 19 car. Uh, it was a great uh, inaugural season for 
Joe Gibbs Racing and what he's doing. Uh, there's going to be a lot to expect out of the 19 car a little bit here in the future. It'll really be a good team car to the 18 car Kyle Busch that won. Of course, next year will be Tony Stewart's final year uh, in his car. So, well, you know, it's there's going to be a good season next year, and it's going to be interesting to see what things look like without a Jeff Gordon. I can remember watching Thursday Night Thunder on ESPN, and these young drivers like Tony Stewart and Jeff Gordon, these are kids that were out there steering with the rear and knowing how to race in an open-wheel uh, vehicle, the USAC Midgets and the, uh, the Crown Series, all of these things that they were doing, and we were like, wow, these are great drivers. And whenever they came to race momentarily in what was then the Bush Series and then the moving up into Cup, it's no wonder that they've been successful as they were because, as I said, they learned how to steer with the rear, and they knew what a car acted like in dirt and how it went. But the one thing that Jeff Gordon did more than anything else, if you think about it, Daryl, is he opened the door to a lot of young drivers because he was only 19 and 20 when he came up through the ranks, uh, you know, a northern driver. And um, it was just unheard of for to have drivers that young. Usually you had to be more seasoned and have some age on you. And uh, he opened the door for a lot of young drivers today. Look how many drivers we have that are 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. And uh, he's the one that championed that end. You know, 23 years of being at the top of your game. Four championships during some of the toughest years in NASCAR competitively because those championships came with the exception of 2001 during the time that Dale Earnhardt was still racing. He raced 797 times, never missed a race in his career. That is, by the way, the record. He surpassed Ricky Rudd and now has the consecutive race number that's there. 23 seasons, wow. I mean, wow. Third overall in wins, he has uh, 93 total wins. And how many more would he have as far as championships or wins if the car that he owns, the number 48 low Chevy with Jimmy Johnson, didn't have those six championships? What would it have been like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, right. I, I want to I bring out, I know I'm Jones in the time here, but I've, I, I want to point out that there was a lot of firsts created last night. I mentioned one already. The first championship for Kyle Bush. He is the brother of Kurt Bush, that's also a champion, and they become the second set of brothers that did that. You remember the other brothers that did it? Terry uh, and Patty? Bobby Labonte. Oh, <laughs> no. okay. Terry and Bobby Labonte. And uh, so that was an achievement right there. Uh, Kyle Bush's first championship earlier in the week, on Friday night, he obtained his first. Um, his first uh, owner's championship in the truck series. You know, in all the three series, the trucks, what's now the Xfinity, and the uh, Chase series here, the Sprint Car series, 154 total NASCAR wins. That's amazing for them. And another first that happened last night was the rookie uh, crew chief. Adam Stevens, that's his first championship. And by the way, since Toyota entered into the series in 2007, this is their first NASCAR championship. So there was a lot of firsts last night. It was really something else to see how it happened. 
and the sponsor on the car is M&M's, Mars, Skittles, that candy family. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They've been in the business for 25 years, and it was their first championship. Wow. Wow. That, so, that uh, is a lot of firsts. Yeah. And let, let me ask you a question, question, Roland. You know, um, with this being Toyota's first, and, you know, that is the only foreign car that's in NASCAR right now, and I think that's a... I think that's ludicrous that Honda and Nissan and none of these other companies can get into NASCAR. But Toyota, uh, a Japanese car company, has won NASCAR's biggest championship of, of, of them all. Uh, how, how is this sitting with, with, uh, with the NASCAR fans? I think that the NASCAR fans are more driver-oriented nowadays as opposed to the make. It used to be win on Sunday, sell on Monday. It's Mm -hmm. not quite that way anymore. And when you look at, there's nothing stock about a NASCAR stock car anymore. Nothing is stock with it. Uh, You know, it's all cookie-cutter cars that are all the same uh, configuration. And there are Toyotas that are actually made in America. Oh, yeah. So, it, you know, I'm not sure if that specific model, the Camry, is made anywhere in the United States. But it really doesn't make any difference to the fans anymore because they're paying more attention to the driver that's driving it. There's more of a, a fan base against fan base of Ford versus General Motors. But, uh Toyota really just did very well this year. About midway through, they found a formula that really started putting them up front. Uh, I promise you that in the off-season, Ford's going to have to find something new to run with and have to have it uh, okay through NASCAR, so that'll be something else. The, um, the driver, though, that was so overlooked so often was Kevin Harvick, the defending NASCAR champion. You know, he finished first or second, and he finished second yesterday 16 times this year. Wow. Almost half the time wow. that he raced, he finished first or second place. Now, that's, that's pretty what... doggone amazing. I mean, he ran better this year than he did last year when he won the championship. He had a lot more top fives, top tens. He did a lot better this year, and to lose the championship by one one point, you know, in the way that it's it's done was really something else. Yeah, and that seems to be a little bit wrong too. For here, here this guy lose by one point, and Kyle Busch was out with a broken leg or suspended, wasn't it? Which one was it? No, he broke his leg and his foot at the right. Xfinity race in Daytona and missed eleven straight races. But and here he and he wins the championship, and Kevin Harvick lose by one point and was in first or second. In literally half of the races. Yeah, it's it's yeah. an amazing statistic. That they is. They do have a medical buy now because what happened was is the the old rule used to be that you had to run literally all the races to be able to to be to qualify for the championship. And they now have a medical exemption that they did because they started beginning to realize it's not safe to have a driver in the car that's got a concussion or you know, a broken limb or something like that. So I think they did the right thing by doing it. And the way that Kyle Busch got in was a it's simply amazing. He won four out of five races there in one stretch. And he also 
had to gain enough points, he had to be in the top 30. That's just, to miss 11 races and to do what he did to qualify was the absolute greatest comeback in history. It's like, you take any name quarterback today of anybody that you know, okay, and he loses, you know, one-third of the games, he's out with a broken leg and a broken foot. And he gets back in the ball game and just takes them, powers them to the Super Bowl, and they win the Super Bowl. It's the equivalent of the very same thing. I mean, it was just a phenomenal, phenomenal um, event that happened for Kyle Busch. Now, here's a kid that 10 years ago, coming up through the ranks, he was not liked at all. But he has really matured, and since he had the broken leg and was out for 11 weeks, he has really, really gained a lot of the respect of his peers in what he does. He's a lot more normal. And yesterday, in all the pre-show hubbub and everything else, Kyle Busch, if you watched him, was kind of standing off to the side, and he was focused. And, I mean, he, he really maintained a a certain focus that I think helped him last night. And But let's get to the controversy side of things, okay? Eleven laps to go. There's a caution flag. What for? <laughs> Debris. Where was it? Directly under the flag stand. What was it? It was about a 12-inch long, thin strip of metal that really did look like aluminum. It could have been a brace bar for holding the side on or something else. But my question is, it's in the middle of the track, right underneath the flag stand so that the, the, uh, the uh, flags are going to be thrown. You had, um, who was it? Was it Joey Logano? No, it was Brad Keselowski that was in front of the two car. All of a sudden, <laughs> a caution for debris. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse you know, me. I'm, Brad, and by the way, Brad Keselowski is not one of my favorite drivers at all because it was last year when he was caught with a camera on the inside of the car taking a plastic water bottle and, and throwing it out, it the, out window. the window for, for, for that same, for the same thing to, um, for, for the caution flag to come out. Well, this time he was on the opposite side of it because he was leading, you know. <laughs> and, and on the restart, why he chose, um, the, um, inside as opposed to the outside i think he was trying to make sure that you know kevin harvick was right behind him to perhaps harass him uh you know coming to the finish but it was a great race i don't know where the piece of debris came from but um it didn't affect kyle because he was out front it helped um jeff gordon because he went from fifth to sixth plus i mean uh tenth to sixth place but other than that, um, you know, a great race. It was yeah. a good season, and I think we better look forward to a great season next year. Of course, when we start here in Daytona Beach, we've got the brand-new, shiny, gigantic, huge Daytona International Speedway, and it's $400 million. They had to use some of that uh, pro football contract that you had. I know you gave them a loan, Daryl. <laughs> yeah, and, with, with, and I'm getting good interest back on my money, too. Well, I hope you do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ron, anyway, before I let you go, man, we got we're running out of yeah. time. It's getting close to the break, but um, I want I want to ask you a question. You know, we look at some of the big names in in NASCAR yesterday. Casey Kane, he was in 18th. Matt, um, Matt Kenzick, another big name, 15th. Um, Dale Earnhardt Jr., 12. 
uh, Jimmy Johnson, um, 10. You know, these are some big names that we're not seeing at the top. And when we look at some of these stadiums, like you're talking about, even our, even our stadium here in Daytona, where they just put in $400 million after I loaned them a little bit. But anyway, um, <laughs> we're seeing a lot of empty seats in these stadiums rolling in. Uh, and it concerns me because NASCAR has, it, it's, it falls right into that football season. And I mean, it's like the end of NASCAR is, is the beginning of football. And so many sports fans look so forward to football till we almost cut off NASCAR to go into football season. Do you think NASCAR is going to ever do anything about this? Or is it just going to be, it is what what NASCAR is doing. NASCAR is having to work less and make more money now. The television contracts and all of these things you can do on the internet, for people to go to the races, it costs a lot. And what you do is you you buy the seat and then you stand in front of it the whole time. And it's expensive. <laughs> you know, if you go down to get something to eat or drink, that's not cheap either. It's not an inexpensive thing. It's like pro football games or going, you know, to other sporting events. You know, you, it, the live experience is like nothing else. But uh, still, when you can sit at home with surround sound and, and your beer is constantly cold and nobody's standing up in front of you, it's pretty doggone tempting. Hey, boy, you didn't mention Danica Patrick. Finished her proverbial 24th place, you know. She uh, doesn't go up, doesn't go down. She just kind of hangs in the middle. <laughs> she hangs in the middle, man. She hangs in the middle. And, and you know, I used to be, I used to down Danica. Before I let you go, I'm going to have to say something about Danica because, Danica because I have to applaud her now because she does hang in the middle because there's some guys that are, that are out there now that are hanging in the back and not trying to get to the middle. And I give Danica credit because she's still rolling at um, 160, 180 miles an hour right there in the middle. And that ain't an easy thing to do. And I guess I had to come to my right senses to give her a little credit. Give her more credit than I have. More credit <laughs> than I used to give her. Yeah, it came from me. It came from me. Hey, Roland, thanks for coming, man. And don't, and don't be a stranger. <laughs> hey, it's been good. Thank you for this season. I look forward to, uh, to giving a Daytona report next year when we get everything going in February. It should be a good time. I'm still disappointed off air. We talked about Bethune-Cookman University not making some of the playoffs in one of those uh, series there. And I don't remember which it was, but anyway, it was in today's news journal, and, and I was reading about that. But uh, go Bucks, hey, England Bucks. <laughs> Lovey Smith is doing his thing, Roland. He's doing his thing. Yep. You got it. Hey, and let's see those mainland, those mainland Buccaneers do that thing, too. All right, Roland, hey, thanks. Don't be strange. We look Take forward care, to it. Thank you, buddy. Thank you Always. Thank you. Hey, guys, that was Roland Villa giving us a NASCAR report. And uh, he's all, he always does a great job. Roland Villa from Daytona Beach, Florida, giving us a NASCAR report. Hey, guys, we'll be back, and we're going to talk more about the NFL, the NCAA football, Urban Myers team falling apart. What's going on, Urban? You know people in Florida can't stand Urban Meyer. Hey, guys, we'll be back with more sports info. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go, on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. We got a former University of Miami Hurricane on the line with us, Larry Kane. Larry, what's going on? All right, Daryl. All right, all right. I thought it was going to be warm here in Texas, but it was rather cool. (laughs) (laughs) So where you at? You in Houston, Texas? Austin, Texas? I'm in Houston, Texas. As a matter of fact, my my brother, who was also a Hurricane, uh, lives here. And everybody who's listening to pray for him, so he's uh, in the hospital right now. And... uh, He's doing. He's getting better. He had a stroke, and uh, we're just praying that he gets better. Well, he's definitely in our prayers, brother, for sure. Yeah, you calling? You calling the right sports line, man? Yeah, we throw out you. some prayers on this on this on this show. We ain't scared. No way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but Larry, uh, uh, you know, I was in Houston a, a few years back, about four years ago, and I wasn't I, I wasn't aware that Houston is like the fourth largest city in America. It's huge. So a lot of things going on in Houston, Texas, man. And the weather is nice. It's not. It's sort of conducive, sort of like what we have here in Florida. From what and, I and understand, the landscape, the landscape is something like South Florida without the palm trees. But I mean, the grass, the flower. You know, they have a lot of the same type of foliage that we have, with the exception of the abundance of palm trees. You know. Yeah. So yep. there's a lot of similarity. But the gas prices are. I went to the gas station yesterday and I paid a dollar sixty nine cents a gallon. 
Get out of here. I am serious. I paid $1.69 at one. I paid $1.75 at another. The average gas price here is two oh one. Wow. That, 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 wow. <laughs> and, they, and, and they say President Obama's not doing a good job. Hey, he hasn't done anything. He helped that gas come down, man. You know what I'm saying? We got to applaud yeah. him for something. You know, he get kicked around a lot. But get a man some credit. He, he brought the gas prices down. Let's, let's give him credit. They are down. They are, I'm going to get some gas cans and I'm going to take them back to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it'll be worth it, Larry. And I definitely don't think they're going to let you bring him on the plane, man. Hey, but um, Larry, let's get into these Canes, man. You know, the Canes beat, beat um, Bethune-Cookman. They beat FAU. They let Nebraska come back on them and tie the score after winning by 20 points. They came out with a victory in overtime. Then we go to Cincinnati, man, and they get beat by Cincinnati 34 23 and Cincinnati lost to um, South Florida over the weekend. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. And that the the South Florida coach is getting a little bit of talk about maybe uh, possibly coming to the University of Miami. But after the after that Cincinnati beatdown, we went to Florida State and lost a closer game than we played to uh, Cincinnati 29 24. Well, we come back. We come back home to the to our Miami Garden and we beat uh, Virginia Tech thirty to twenty. The next week in Miami Gardens, Clemson put a shellacking on us. I was down there for the game, and um, and most people left at halftime. And, and I don't know what happened in the second half because I was at the hotel, probably on my third drink. Man, it was just it was bad. It was really, <laughs> I was at that game too. I was at that game too, and. I didn't leave at halftime because my nephew plays for Clemson, uh, Richard Jurgen III, and okay. uh, he was one of the top recruits. And I'm going to tell you a little something about him. When he walked up to me, he said, man, what happened to your boys? What happened to your university, man? We were expecting a battle. Then he went on to say this. He said, they didn't even recruit me in Miami. They didn't even, I mean, I, I talked to a couple, a couple of coaches and, he said they didn't go after him. They didn't, you know, show any real interest, you know. So I was kind of shocked about that, that they didn't, they didn't put any forth any effort. And he was chasing uh, Kyra around, you know, pretty much. Now, he's yeah. going to be a real player. And, and trust me, if we don't need help with anything, we definitely need help on our defensive line. I mean, that, that is, that is a, a, a weak, sour spot in my mind because we've had such dominant defenses and dominant defensive linemen that have come through the University of Miami. And to see these guys play at the level they're playing at right now on our defensive line. And to hear stories like what you're telling me, where we didn't even recruit this guy who's one of the number one defensive um, linemen in the nation right now. It's just it's yeah. just sad. Yeah, really we, we, haven't, we haven't been able to get those Danny Stubbs and, you know, those players on the ends and those tackles on the inside to, to block things up. Uh, you know, you know what? You probably aware of our old saying, you know, like Miami when we played Florida State and some and most teams in the nation, we knew what we were going to win. They were hoping they would win. Yeah, we don't. Right. They don't have that same mindset today. You know, it's like, well, you know, we're just going to flip the coin and see what happens. You know. Yeah, and, and you're right, Larry. But um. I, I know things have to change because I think we have so much talent in Miami that we something's wrong. 
we cannot continue to put guys in the NFL at the at the level that we're putting them in the NFL and not be winning on Saturday. It just doesn't make sense to see guys like this guy Flowers um, starting for um, um, the New York Giants. New York Giants, and I see this guy Linder starting for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I see Alan Hearns starting for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I see this kid uh, Chantrell Henderson starting for the Buffalo Bills. On oh, it, and he, in a, three out of those four guys are offensive linemen. I'm talking to my man. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and at one point, all three of those guys played together. You know, so we should have been moving the ball up and down the field at will. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. You know, and, and and I'm not talking about uh, this guy Flowers is probably the best offensive lineman on the Giants team. Chantrell mm-hmm. Henderson is the one of the best offensive linemen on the um, on the Buffalo Bills team. And I've seen this guy Linda play week in and week out, week out for the um, the Buffalo for the um, Jacksonville Jaguars, and he is. Uh, one of the best offensive linemen on that team. So, man, I, I just, I just hope that whoever comes there is gonna come there and make make a difference and make a statement, and uh, and hey, get this thing rolling again. Well, you know, I think you know it's not only important for a coach to to come up with a gut a game plan in terms of you know marching down the field, plays run, but it's also important for a coach to know his players, know how to coach them, know how to bring the best out of your players. And right. Jimmy Johnson was very good at that. Snellenberger brought the best out of average players and made them great. You know what I mean? I, and, 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 and Hey, hold on, Larry. Are you trying to say I was an average player? Because I played for Coach Snellenberger. Well, well, he made you great, and you made him great. <laughs> so, but it was always – but, but in the, the bottom line of the common denominator, it's in you. And sometimes, you're right. And, and, and I, I, I agree with you, Larry, wholeheartedly. And, I, and I, that's, that's the sign of a great coach. That he gets more out of his players than they have in them, you know. I mean, when you think when you think your your tank is empty, you still have at least ten more miles you can get out of that tank, man. And I think that's what Tiger is a great example. Uh, uh, Tiger, you know, who in the Orange Bowl when uh, uh, Myra went down, Tiger stepped in and we didn't miss a beat. And it was always in him. He just didn't have an opportunity to break it out. But Snelly and those coaches knew that they could get the best out of their players by coaching them. You have to – you can't coach everybody the same. You know, it's not – everybody's not the same across, across the board. And I treat my players a little differently, you know, depending on their personality. So it's not – you can't – you don't have a general way of you – have a, you have a way of doing it, but everyone is different. Right, right. And I think it's important that a coach get max out of his players. If he gets max out of his players, he's going to win. And uh, mm-hmm. before I let you go – um, name the new name the next University of Miami head coach. Wow, uh, like, you'd like to see? I would like to see. I like to see who would I like to see. Well, I would. I like. I like Butch Davis, and I like the coach at TCU. You know, they're they're going crazy about the coach here in Houston, who's turned that program around in one year. So I know it can be done. Uh, the coach at TCU is very good, and he's willing to leave. Um, you know, I like Butch Davis too. You know, he had a good philosophy. He knows how to get the best out of his players. Um, uh, I wouldn't mind if Jimmy Johnson decides to put the cleats back on and come on back out there, <laughs> pick up the whistle. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> I hear you. I don't think Jimmy's coming back, and uh, I really think that Bush Davis got some unfinished business in Miami. I'd love to see him come back. I like that. I'd, I'd really like to see Armaro Cristobal get a shot uh, to come yeah, back. Like He's the offensive line coach at uh, at Alabama. Played at University of Miami. Coached at uh, FIU. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see him have a shot. Well, the thing about him is we've lost a lot of talent to Florida State and Alabama and some of those other schools, so we can keep some of those players. They got they have the uh, the wide receiver number three. He's from Deerfield. I mean, we we let him get away. Yeah. Yeah. So we can keep some of these guys here. Amari Cooper was in our back door. We kind of let him get away. So yeah, we let can him keep get away some too. guys here like we used to with the other coaches, the past coaches. They will be, uh, we'll be in pretty good shape. And, and Crystal Ball certainly can do that. Yeah. All right, Larry. Hey, I, I got to let you go, man. I got another call on the line, and we're running out of okay. time. Hey, Thank don't you. be a stranger. Call us anytime on the Sports Info UM radio show. We'll be in touch. We'll, we'll do. Be, we appreciate it, Larry. Hey, um, okay. Matt, we got Samantha on the line? You have Samantha on the line. Samantha, what's going on? The Dallas Cowboys won again. Tony Romo's undefeated. We finally won a game. (laughs) And Tony Romo's undefeated on the season. There you go. It's only three, but he's still undefeated. And, you know, I I live in Washington, D.C. I could not take another week of the fans here killing me because my Cowboys couldn't win a game. So it's much sweeter because the Redskins got their butt kicked. So, that was definitely a good day yesterday for me, for football. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey. and, 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 you know, so good to see Tony Romo come back. You know yeah. what I mean? I was, I was really happy to see him come back and win. Yeah. You know, the worst thing could have happened was him come back and get hurt. But um, That was I'm my happy. fear. that they, I didn't want them to rush him back just to get a victory. And I you know, didn't want him to make a bad move, get hurt, or just, you know, get hit and get hurt. So I was definitely happy that it didn't, you know, none of those things happened. So that was good. That was a fear I had. And coming back this week and beating the Miami Dolphins and getting a little bit of exposure to the game, you know, I, you know, I think that's going to be good for him coming into a huge game yeah. this week where you guys play the undefeated Cam Newton. You know what I say about that Cam Newton? He 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 runs like Eric Dickerson and looks yeah. like Julius Peppers. You know that dude. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Get out of the way when he's coming your way. That's what it is. Man. Cam. I mean, yeah. DB DB slide when he comes up. Man. <laughs> exactly. Don't expect him to slide. He's going to keep coming at you. So yeah, that's it's, it's, that's going to be a tough game. So Cowboys definitely need to get a win before going into that game because that's going to be a tough one. Yeah, this is a tough one. This is a big game for you guys this week. Yes. But, you and, know, this will be the week the Panthers get upset. Then they can go undefeated the rest of the way. This will be their week to get upset. Okay, I, I feel <laughs> now, now, um, i got to keep hope alive somewhere. <laughs> we got to keep hope alive. You know, and I like this Cam Newton. I really do. I like Dez Bryant. I think Dez has gotten a raw deal in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. And I think Dez is one of those guys, um, he has a lot of passion for the game. And I think his passion sometimes uh, spills over to emotional. You know I what agree. I mean? And he got to learn how to corral the emotions. It's one right. thing to be passionate about something, but keep your emotions tied up. I agree. Passion and emotion. You don't get emotional. You right. can have the passion for the game, but don't get emotional. Like after a loss or if something doesn't go your way, you know, you have to think before you speak. That To me, that's like what the, although Dez is obviously older, but the, uh, who is it? Ezekiel Elliott, like with Ohio State. Like he, yes. I think he has passion, but I think he was emotional and he ran off at the mouth, but that's when you let your emotions get the better of you. Uh, in my opinion, that's what happened with him uh, when he was right. upset after their loss. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got to right. you know, your head. Yeah. We can kind of accept things like that from a from a twenty one year old. Right. Uh, but when you're when you're twenty six years old, we expect right. you to be able to watch your mouth a little bit better. Exactly. It's been there, done that. So right. you got to move on. You have to. Your behavior should be different than the guy in college. So, exactly. <laughs> you know, it has to be different, and that's one of the flaws I think Des has. I mean, his passion is great for the game, but yes, sometimes he needs to step back. Before speaking, like step back right. and think. You speaking. know, Samantha, we're running out of time, but before we let you go, you got the Panthers, the Redskins, the Packers, the Jets, the Bills, and then you got the Redskins again. Can the Dallas Cowboys win all of these games, make the playoffs, and win a playoff game under Tony Romo? The Cowboys will lose one on the way to the playoffs. Okay, I like that. I okay. like that. Fair deal, Sam. Hey, Sam. Yes. Thanks for calling Sports Info. You're on radio show on the Voice America radio. Don't be a stranger. Call us anytime. Let's talk about Tony Romo. Let's talk about Dez Bryant. Let's talk about these Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, and, Jerry, and let's talk about them Jones. <laughs> 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 hey, Sam, thanks for calling Sports Info. You're on radio show. Guys, we'll see you next week with more sports information. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.